Hi, welcome to the Backstory Podcast, Wilmington Church Christ Backstory Podcast. I'm here with Matt and Beth Puckett, and some other children are in studio, which is awesome. And I, I just thought of this, perfect segue. And you don't know this, but I have bragged about you two a lot. You want to say hi, Matt? Hi. You want to say hi, Beth? Hi, Beth. Okay, perfect. I have bragged about you two, and here's the story I tell, and you'll have to correct what is right and wrong. So here's the story. Several years ago, you two came to me and you said, we want to serve God, and we want God to open up new ways to serve Him. And you had just received some a small inheritance or some kind of small pocket full of money. Yep. yep. And you said, okay, pray for us so we can determine what to do with this money because we want to serve God and we want to fully commit to God with our lives. Then you went on a short-term mission trip to Haiti, mm -hmm. and I think— in your minds, you both were like, wow, this is where God wants to be. Short-term mission trip. This is how we're going to serve God. This is the new calling. Yep. And then you did that for a little while. And then all of a sudden, God brought children into your lives. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that calling all of a sudden switched over to like, oh, this is what God wanted us to do. When we said we're going to commit our whole lives to Him, we thought it was this, mm -hmm. but now all of a sudden God has brought this new, wonderful sacrifice for his kingdom that actually glorifies him, brings about a big deal. Um, so your children are here. That's children fine. Children here. <laughs> um, so pick up what what did I get right and, and where do I need correction on that story? So back up. Actually, I was doing jail ministry. Okay. You had came to me and said, we need someone to go into the jails. And okay. I said, not me. <laughs> <laughs> And then a year later, the Lord said, yes, you. And so, so you have done jail ministry. And Matt, you've done jail yeah. ministry, too. A prison ministry. Yeah. 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 So I was doing jail ministry in Clinton County. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we went on the short-term mission trip. Okay. And then when we came back, one of the ladies that I met through my jail ministry contacted us and wanted to talk to us. Okay. And Keep we, going. We felt like that. <laughs> God had set it up because the right in between the two mission trips that we went on, we went to a safe families training. And I was like, what are we doing here? A safe family training. Mm -hmm. What is that? It's basically where the church steps up to be foster parents before the county or the law enforcement. Okay. okay. It's to help families before the kids get caught up in And you had gone to one system. of those meetings and started your training and you didn't know why you were doing that. Right. Matt said, why are we here? You're crazy. We don't have time. Yeah, and I said, I'm done having kids. just be quiet and go. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. But but all of that was under the the prayer, God, we want yes. you to use us. Yes. God, we want to be fully open to wherever you take us. Right. And at, at that point, did you think before you went to Save Families training, did you think you had found what God had set up for you? Or were you still saying, I'm open to wherever you want to lead? We were open. We didn't know how God was going to use that. Um, we went with a friend and her husband as well. So we kind of came up with this plan that she would get the kids. <laughs> I would keep them at night. She would watch them during the day. Like we were going to work it out that way because I worked full time. Matt worked full time, had teenage boys in the house that know how right. we were going to do that. But yeah. And then, so pick up from the story there, somebody you had met in jail ministries yes. contacted so you. She reached out and said, I would like to talk to you about something near and dear to my heart, mm -hmm. which I already knew she was pregnant. Okay. <laughs> and I looked at Matt and I'm like, she wants us to take her baby. And Matt was like, no way. And I'm like, oh, 
you know, and then you're like, oh, I can't think that. I can't think about that. So we met with her several times before she finally came out and said, I'm in some trouble. I'm going to have the baby, but I need to do some time. Um, will you just keep him short term? Okay. And that's when we Matt was like, oh, safe families. God's we'll go already set safe, it up. It's, it's, we've gone through the through training. It'll God protect it her. It'll protect be. us. So we'll go through safe families. Matt, how long was the training for safe families? It was a couple of different, two or three different sessions, I believe, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. So many yeah. hours. Yeah. And you you got certified at the end, like a, a certification you went through like training? Like approval, was, and we had yeah. to do like the background checks okay. and all that stuff, yeah. too. Okay, great. Plus, you were both already parents before. That's got to count for something, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we figured out how to do it wrong yeah. many times. And so then <laughs> she says, okay, I want you to help take care of my baby for short term. Mm-hmm. And, and then you did that. We, well, yeah, so... When she had the baby, we went to the hospital to give her a car seat, congratulate her, and just go on her way because at that point, nothing came about her being in trouble anymore. And while we were there, found out the baby had tested positive for Mm. drugs, and they were taking them to children's. Oh, so that's bad news for mama. That's bad news for mama. Okay. And because of that, children's services got involved. And, and so when Children's Services got involved, they didn't try to take away the plan that you already made. They started following through with the plan that you made. So mom, mom said, I want the puckets to take my baby if you're taking my baby away from me. Children's Services actually called me and said, Miss Puckett, we don't need you. We have our own oh. foster families that are ready to take on babies. We don't need you. Okay. So... I sat the boys down. I was was away from home that night in Indianapolis, I believe. So I just sat them down because it was a roller coaster. This was like two weeks in. And I was like, boys, it's going to be an act of God for us to get this baby. Okay. It's in God's hands. You wanted to take the baby We wanted to. Okay. And I remember that night I laid on the floor, my face down, and just said, God, let me take this baby. The circumstances around his life, there was a grandma involved too that was trying to get him but it's not a good place for him to be. I said, Lord, I will train him and teach him to love you and serve you. Mm-hmm. Just let me have him. I, to, I think I remember you asking us to pray too. Probably. Asking the church to pray. Asking texting me. Yeah, yeah. probably. There's power in prayer, so, so we believe. So then the next morning, like he said, he was out of town. Next morning, I was on my way to work, 7.30 in the morning. The grandma called me and said, the family has decided we want you to have the baby. And I said, you know, you've told me that once before, and I don't, I'm tired of these games. And as she's talking to me, Children's Services called and said, I'm on my way to your house. You're getting the baby tomorrow. (laughs) And I was like, I'm on my way to work. He said, I have to come to your house. Sure. So called work, said, I'll be late. Turned around, went back. He did our home. A quick home assessment. Yes. Then I was on my way back to work again. Children's Hospital called and said, we need you to come here for training so you can take this baby home tomorrow. Wow. So then we went straight to Children's. I actually drove from Indianapolis to Dayton. Yeah. To spend time with him and So what you're describing to me, um, it sounds like uh, this is something you wanted, but it's not necessarily easy. Correct. And there is emotions involved, emotions from you all, emotions from the family mm-hmm. that's involved. Yes. Ups and downs. Uh, describe the emotional roller coaster. I, that I believe it's on. like 
chaos with, you know, it's finally when you surrender all. Yeah. Like, okay, God, I don't know how it's going to work. It's in your hands. You can work it out. That's when it really yeah. shows. He shows up and shows off. Yeah. Okay. So, so. so that was the first child that Correct. you uh, ended up adopting. Correct. So we had him on... We had him, he was 18 months, almost two years old when we finally adopted him. Mm-hmm. I think I was at that adoption you court You were there, and it was very emotional. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I cried. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, maybe. It was It was a little dusty in there. I got just a <laughs> yeah, there was some dust in there. Yeah, yeah. dust in the air. <laughs> and then uh, since then, you have had experience with more children coming into your life. Absolutely. So uh, walk me through some of what happened there with um, that those experiences. <laughs> I was working out of the house on a Tuesday, and I got a phone call. Beth said, hey, what do you think about a little girl? <laughs> Another child. Another baby. Okay. Like, sure, why not? That was yeah. his exact response. Sure, why not? And I well, said, once, okay. Once you start taking one. What's another one? What's another one? So I sent an email to our attorney because if it's possible. My wife's getting a baby. Yeah. So on yeah. Wednesday, she called me back. Like, they want us to want us to get her. Want to know when we can get her. We need to get her today. So who who so, was calling you? How did the family find out about you that they would want you to have so a mother I worked, take care of their baby? I worked with a biological grandma. Okay. And she actually had called her boss, who was one of my good friends, and was talking about her grandbaby who was being sent to Texas to be adopted and how upset she was about that and how she just wanted her to be here closer so she could have contact with her. And I said... I'll tell, tell her I'll take her, tell her I'll take her. And my friend was like, no, I'm not telling her that. I'm like, tell her I'll take her. She said, you call your husband. So then I called the husband. Husband said, sweet, go for it. And I said, you tell her my husband said yes. And then within 24 hours, we had so her in our evening, care. We actually met two strangers in a Kroger, Kroger. that had a, a bank there for a notary. With a paper of temporary power of attorney. Oh, wow. That fast. They had never met us, yeah. The mother actually got in the vehicle with us after we had the paper signed, and we drove to her aunt's house. They loaded our vehicle up and handed the baby over, and (laughs) we left. We left. (laughs) With a baby. So this is not a normal uh, adoption story. No. no. <laughs> this is, uh, you would say God is moving. So I would like this. to back up a little bit. Please. So like probably, I don't know, 13 years before that, I felt like God spoke to me and told me I was going to have a little girl. And this was when I was married in a bad marriage and I wasn't going to have any more children. So, and I know for a fact, God spoke to my heart and said I would have a little girl one day. And you thought so throughout the years. I mean, I've had nieces, I've had friends, you know, I've had those were answers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's my little girl. Yeah, that's my little girl. Or, you know, my best friend's little girl who was my buddy when she, you know, like those, those are my girls. And then you married Matt, and he said he was going to have no more children. No more children. Right off the bat, no more kids. (laughs) I'm done having a weekend to date. Yeah, the first week of dating, he's like, if you want kids, I'm not the guy. (laughs) And you still took him. I did. Okay. And so I was going to prove him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, we, no so we got, we got our little girl and then we had her for about three weeks and then grandma come, came and took her from us. Oh, that on her back. 
How? I want her back. T- walk us through the emotion of like Ugh, we you have, have no a idea. baby for three weeks and then. Does the court and well, make there that was happen? no court involved at this point. We were still oh. waiting on. Is this what's called kinship care? Is that nope, something? This no, was, okay. this was. This is safe families training. No, this was this, just oh. nobody was involved. Strangers, was like, how does exchanging that even a baby that can't be legal. <laughs> we were concerned. We that's the reason. <laughs> that's why, why we, we have a power of attorney. attorney. Okay, we okay. met with the attorney beforehand because we yeah. wanted to make sure. And we were waiting for a court date to okay. get it legal. So you were pursuing. We legal, were pursuing, and parents but, <laughs> were agreeing. But okay. then all of a sudden, a parent, one certain parent, was not agreeing anymore. Okay. And Which said, can happen with adoption. It can. Stories. And he said, "I want my mom to have her." And Grandma said, "I want her back." We had no idea what to do. Hmm. Okay. So it's like, what we have no power. Yeah, we had no legal anything to keep her. So did so, she go home with grandma that night? So she went home with grandma that wow. night. And then and had you have you already fallen in love with this baby at this absolutely, point? Absolutely. Absolutely. From the moment you said I'll take her, yes, you were in love with her? Yes. What about you? Had you already uh, yeah. fallen? Okay. Yeah. So then it was one of those things I prayed every day, like cried every morning on the way to work for an hour. I think I remember you asking us to pray for Probably. you. Probably. So Monday I pray, cried, Tuesday, Wednesday, th- by Thursday. On my way to work, I said, Lord, I know you promised me a little girl. And if it was just for three weeks, I'm okay with that mm. because newborns are a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I see now I'm tired and I am satisfied with and... the kids that we have and I'm okay with that. And then a family member reached out to me the very next day and said, she can't stay where she's at. It's not the, safe. We're calling children's services on her. The mother's family uh, reached out to us. Yeah. And it was not a safe. It was not. Okay. And we learned that we that didn't after know a, that a home assessment through another county. Um, I think it was Butler County. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reached out and said you shouldn't have handed them over. But we didn't. Well, know. I think legally you probably had to. They said we, we didn't. Had no idea. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah, we didn't. I'm know. not sure how that works. It sounds like kidnapping if you don't. I know. So. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that's not. the way we. So, I know. So when so did anyway. you get? So on Friday, the family member reached out and said it's not a safe environment. So we knew Children's Services was called. On Monday, I just texted the grandma and was like, how's she doing? Give her a hug. Just We miss her so much. Mm-hmm. And grandma's like, oh, she's great. I will. And then the next text was, I can't do this. You need to have her back. Oh, wow. So we got her back the next day. So she was gone a week. We, as I mentioned before, um, Rylan, and, or I don't know if I can say names. Let me put a mark on that. There's you can, mark. but um, you can. As I mentioned before, we have some of your kids in, and they were just coming over to say hi. So they can come over and say hi, and we can put a mark in here, and, and we can get back to the interview. Rylan Emery, you want to come say hi? Walk around. <laughs> Walk around. Walk around. Not through. <laughs> You're going to say hi into this microphone right here? Say Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was perfect. Perfect. And I got you on camera doing that. All right. Do you want to say hi? Okay. Come over and say hi right in there. Hi. <laughs> that was excellent. Okay. Excellent. I'll put a little mark there in okay. case uh, our editor wants to leave that in or take Do that something. out. Do uh, something. So um, that has to be the worst and best feelings all within a couple of days. Yes. So I I, I want to get to where you are now currently because you are housing more kids. But before that, I, I need to ask this question. What you are describing with that emotional roller coaster, and yes, God seems to be moving, 
And yes, there's got to be like, I'm confused and I don't know what to do. And I'm not really sure what the legality of this um, is adoption worth it. Right. Most definitely. Oh, well, make convince <laughs> well, me. Why is it so worth it? Because you just described like horrible week, a very bad, no good, horrible mm-hmm. week. You just described that. Let's look at the big picture. Okay. Um, what's Christ call us to do? Take up our cross and follow him. So if you're doing that, there's sacrifices. No, thank you. That's like surrendering everything every day. That's well said. Yeah. Uh, we we are going to frame that and have that repeated over and over. So Put what? It on a loop. <laughs> you agree? Absolutely. How, would you say it? How would you say it? Oh goodness! So I went to a friend one day recently. I was very overwhelmed with all these children in my house, mm-hmm. and I was struggling. And she says to me, "We are called to be living sacrifices, and that's what you're doing." And when she said that, it just switched something in my brain, and that's how I have to look at it. And that was before your sermon about being a living sacrifice. <laughs> I think the scripture speaks to that, yeah, pretty clearly. <laughs> I fail daily, but the song that I, I normally try to, to live by is Go ahead. take my life and let it be. Okay. And my version of it, yeah. take my life and let it be, all for you and all for your glory. And I'm not a singer, so I'm not going to try no, to sing it. No, we're not allowed to sing it, I don't think. Oh, but you awesome. can quote some lyrics. Yeah. You want to tell me some more of those lyrics? In case somebody doesn't know that song. Well. Yeah, I see that you have the lyrics pulled up there. <laughs> my moments and my days, let them flow endlessly in your praise. Um, yeah. and, and you all are doing that. That is, that is how you are serving the Lord. Um, and you all serve in, in a lot of different ways, but you all feel like serving, being parents to these children is is a way to bring about the kingdom of God. Yep. Yeah. Every so often we look at each other like we could have been empty nesters this year. <laughs> we could have been. And, and you're but saying it's worth it. It is worth it. If we weren't doing this, we'd be doing something. Sure. So why not make an investment into children's lives? And looking at the age, too, like, well, I'm too old, whatever. When we uh, got rattling into our lives, I was 45. When you when you had your first, first with adoption. Rattling. New baby. New so, baby. I'm so, 45 years old with a newborn. 45 years old with a newborn. And then um, you both of you have children that right. are older. Right. And you're two, I know Beth, your two oldest had just left have gone in the military. Correct. So they're they're, they're older, older. Right. They're and gone, gone. How how much of age difference is your old your older boys with your uh, So Ryland and Matthew, my oldest, they are thirteen years apart. Thirteen years apart. Mm-hmm. And you got Ryland as an infant. Yes. And then um, how many children are currently in your home now? And how many belong to you legally okay. <laughs> and how many have you kidnapped? Okay. No, that's no. not right. I shouldn't say that. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a kidnap. Right. Yeah. So we have the two that are adopted, Rylan and Emery, and then we also have three foster children. Three foster children. And those, we will not say their names because Correct. that's, okay. And um, so how did the foster care come about? So you told the story of adoption, but right. how did the foster care come about? So we had three boys in one bedroom in our house. And so we started looking for a bigger house. Okay. And 
when we looked at a house that we live in now, we walked through and Matt was like, these people foster. And I'm like, how do you know? He was like, just look around. You can just tell. They had like exit plans on the wall and stuff like that. You have to have posted if you foster. He was like, I think this is what we need to do. This is the house for us. And I think that's our next step. It's a bigger house. We can house more children. That was before Emory, though. Already thinking ahead. Yes, already. And that was before we got Emory. So um, then we got Emory, and a few years passed by, and it was I lost my job in 2020. A lot Um, of people lost their job in 2020. Then it was kind of like, what are we going to do now? Because that was always my excuse. As I work full time, I can't take on more kids. Okay. It would have been no problem getting another job, but she ends <laughs> up being open to God's will. Okay. Exactly. So um, then we just started the process. We went to the, we was like, we'll start the classes. Okay. And then we'll see, because you can take the classes and not follow through. I recommend the classes for everybody because there's things you learn. We learned a should. lot about our own children just going like, through man, those classes. I would have known that ahead of time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. For example, one thing that really stuck out at me is the cerebral cortex doesn't fully connect until you're about 25. So that common sense, you know, thinking (laughs) of the uh, results of what's going to happen when you jump the ramp or get in the car and drive. That explains so much about myself. Me too. It probably does because you're not 25 yet, are you? Almost there. But now that explains why I make the choices I make. Maybe someday. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can take a little okay. break. Hey, buddy. You want a drink? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I got a tissue right over there if you yeah. need it. Tissue. It's on that shelf yes. right over there. Matt is going to get it. Oh, you want it back? No, get a new one, dude. <laughs> gross. Yep. It is gross. I'm glad we're recording oh, this. <laughs> Now he this is, is still he's still not in the camera, which is okay because yeah, he's yeah. a foster care. He's not supposed to be in the camera. Let me just make sure he's not. He's, he's he can fine. Black his face out of, he's the well, side of him anyway. Could, but I don't think I can. Yeah. Okay. He's, still put he's a good. Gray area over his face. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. A little intermission. I may have smashed a little goldfish into the carpet here. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so you just said everybody should take the. Foster care class because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you learned about your own kids, and then you also were learning to have more kids. Yeah. What's the number one thing you think you took away from foster care besides uh, Dale's brain hasn't fully connected yet? <laughs> There's Just a the, need, a great yeah. need, but also kind of uh, results of a, a, a newborn in the womb. Yeah, the trauma. <laughs> the trauma. That these kids have gone through and how it develops their brain. Okay. So it Re- rewires it. The two big things is there's a huge need for foster parents. Yes. Because there's a lot more kids in the system than there are homes, homes. to place them in. Correct. And second, the kids are in double need because of the trauma they've experienced. Yep. Oh, that's going to show up on the <gasps> on the on the video and then be like, "Where'd that come from? It's like a magic trick." <laughs> Uh-oh, he said. Sorry. And there's a need in the foster system, double need for the kids because they've experienced trauma and they need somebody to love them. Yes. Um, I know we're involved in a mentorship program over at the school with middle schoolers, and they were talking about the brain function. And one of our instructors in our training said um, the part of the brain for these middle schoolers that we're meeting with about planning for the future 
basically has no blood flow. Right. They cannot see because they've experienced some kind of trauma because they're being neglected or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, something has happened where the part of their brain that we all use to operate on, okay, I'm going to plan for our future. I'm going to plan for tomorrow. That part has no blood flow. So they're not, they can't think of tomorrow. They can only think of today. Right. How are they going to eat today? How are they going to get cared for today? And they said just a couple of times a month, 30 minutes a month, basically, of somebody saying they care for them turns that section of the brain back on. Mm-hmm. And blood flow starts going. They're able to start seeing there is a hope There's for tomorrow. Hope. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I wonder if that's some of the same experience uh, your foster yes. um, care um, yep. people are going through, these, uh, these students and kids. I would say they go through that. They need a lot of reassuring of what's happening next. Okay. Like we try to enjoy the moment, but it's always what's happening next. Where, is that like a fear? Um, it's a fear. And um, they don't have stability. Okay. So they're just checking that too. Like, are we going to still be here tomorrow or okay. are we going to be somewhere else tomorrow? You're going to still be here tomorrow. You're here. This oh, is where we are. That reminds me of my buddy, Nick. He fostered to adopt. Mm-hmm. And he said their oldest was on like tip-top best behavior. Oh, the yeah. old, they got three. <laughs> and uh, he said once she figured out that mm-hmm. they were going to be forever parents, then they started seeing her real side. Oh, yes. She was behaving because she was scared she was going to be sent chameleon. somewhere. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden he said, oh, now we see. <laughs> and and they, you know, they're dealing with her as a, as a good parent should, and they're training her. She's still young. Um, but they said we didn't, she was, she was playing the oh, system yeah. because oh, she yeah. got used to playing the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying see that. a lot yes. of kids are like So we that. have an 11-year-old girl in our house right now, which I was not prepared for. Okay. <laughs> Five-year-old I can daughter. deal with. <laughs> 11-year-old, not so much. But um, she, yeah. She knows she, how to push your buttons. She can push buttons, but she can also <laughs> know how to work me too. To, oh. Yeah. She's had to do manipulate. that before. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a survival skill. It is survival skill. So okay. we do a lot of... Um, we do a lot of teaching on character building and life skills. And and it also helps build your character? Almost definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it builds ours. Like Mr. Matt had to go to the corner the other night. You're talking about your husband? <laughs> uh-huh. That would be my husband. He was mean and he I, had to go stand in the corner. I misbehaved and I felt it was my duty <laughs> to, to go to the corner. To show them this yep. is the punishment we do yep. to help help us grow. Yeah. yeah. And you went to the corner. Yep. And somebody oh, took my picture. Beth, you have got to take a picture of that. You I have, did. Oh, we can show that on this podcast. Oh, okay. That's awesome. You have to cool. share that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Rylan, there, there's nothing saying show it. We will. We will show it, Rylan. So that's good. That part of that training. So I need to ask, are you all, I've heard there's two different types of foster. There's foster care parents mm-hmm. and then there's foster to adopt. Correct. Which are you doing currently? We have well, we have the little check mark on our paper. It says foster to adopt, but that is not our intention. Okay. We literally just want to be a stop in their journey. Okay. A safe place. Unless God calls you otherwise. Unless God calls us otherwise. Yeah, our first. We're um, not praying for that, though, for more children to stay. Our first <laughs> uh, foster children that came to our house showed up on Easter, and they were perfect. Like, we want to adopt they them. They were we angels. Okay. Um. And they were actually going up for adoption. I forget their ages. Mm-hmm. Four and five or something but like that. they didn't mesh with our children here. Okay. And we kind of struggled with that. But, but we knew if we kept them up, 
the ultimate thing was we knew if we kept them, we couldn't take in more kids. Okay. It was like we would have to be done. So we just want to help as many kids as we can. So along there's the way. a limit. <laughs> there is. For you all. There is. <laughs> well, yes. You got to look at your home yeah. unless yeah. you want to expand or you know, God <laughs> uses you to expand your home. There's a limit. Sure. I have one bed that's empty, but the caseworkers know. That's for my children when they come to visit. Okay. Do not certify that bed. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So what would what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start pursuing this? Because it sounds like a lot. There's a lot to a know, a lot to learn. Uh, there's a process that takes some mm-hmm. time. And then you, uh, with the foster care process, there is even more. You have to like pass a, a mm-hmm. test that says... And then your home has to pass a test. Correct. And then monthly. you are you are under, uh, yeah, you said monthly has to pass yeah. a test. And yeah. you all are under um, observation through this period of time. Mm-hmm. So, and you're still saying it's worth it. Yes, definitely so worth it. what advice would you give to someone, um, Matt is going to help take care of a child right now. What <laughs> advice would you give to somebody who wants to start the process um, and they, they're not for sure if they want to. Take the classes. Sign up for the classes. Pray about it. Oh, yeah, pray about it, too. Take the classes. <laughs> Take the classes regardless, educated. but pray about it while you're doing it. Yeah, and come talk to us. Like, we're open to talk. Mm. Yeah. Okay. If you think you've got it bad. Or come visit us one evening. You'll see our house. <laughs> would that scare somebody away or invite somebody in? I don't know. I think it would be inviting. So a good friend of if mine. If they like kids. <laughs> a good friend of mine from Highland County lives in Greenfield. He's had over 60 kids go through his house as, as a, a foster, foster parent. parent. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was involved with the prison ministry with him. And um, he said the hardest thing was is to see a kid go back in the system and then turn around and get back into fostering mm-hmm. just to, to be manipulated. To go home with a parent and then end up back in and custody. And it's custody. heartbreaking to see you know a, a child moved around uh Currently, I think we have four different times with the, our current uh, children. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of heartbreaking. You think they get go home, they think it's good, and they're ripped out from out there. They're taken away from their home. Which is another and, trauma. And, right. And just ripped from one home to another. And they're it's unsure ours. what their forever home is going to look like. How right. do you protect your heart when you go through that? Um. It's, we haven't figured that yeah, out yet. It's prayer. tough, just prayer, asking God. Uh, we went on vacation this last summer, and I felt like God was pushing us Uh-oh. to um, take our foster children with us. Okay. We have to be pre-approved, but um, it's one Can of those things have, during we vacation. We have one of our foster stu- kids right Sorry. now. Well, if you pick him up, he'll be on camera. We need to put that. Um, that's okay. Okay. There you go. Hi, buddy. That seems to like that, okay? Yes, he does. <laughs> Am I ready to talk yes. now? Yeah, you're, you're going to grab that? Here we go. We're back in. All right. So you were saying uh, God said, was telling you, take him on vacation. But I wonder why, though, during the vacation, it was like, what were we thinking? Like, her brother has similar aged children. That he also brought along. So how many kids were there? Uh, too many. They were way more children 11, than adults. Eleven kids to three adults. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they were from thirteen to five. Five. 
Okay. And uh, and they all got along perfectly. It was just chaos. Oh, chaos. Like, <laughs> why are you eating in the living room? Why, you know, at least clean up after yourself. And it was just a couple of different styles of parenting was a, a problem as well. And sure. It was just a, a tough thing. But um, the attention seeking also when a uh, child goes into the ocean and gets stung by a jellyfish. That aren't there. A dozen times. <laughs> Oh wow! It, it's just it's tough. But it was made up. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's lots of crying, obvious. lots of tears. Like the eleven-year-old girl drama wasn't ready for that. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, but still, you're saying it's still worth. It? Yeah, yeah, still Memories. worth the sacrifice, yeah. and it was still worth it to take them on vacation. So you, you you said the advice you would give is pray about it, go on and take the classes. You're going to learn a lot regardless. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and open yourself up to where God's going to lead you. Yep. What else, what other advice would you give to somebody, a prospective uh, foster parent? Talk to other people who are doing it. Oh, that's so really yeah. good I, advice. I say a prayer often with the boys and the kids, um, asking God to let us listen, listen, and love, love. It's a saying through Kairos. And also to be used by God. Use us and guide us. And if you're really serious about that, being used by God, you know, it's not about your plans, so you have to adapt. <laughs> that is uh, fantastic advice for any Christian, mm -hmm. not just for uh, yes. potential adoptive parents or foster parents. Yeah, most definitely. Just be open to where God's going to use you, but then be willing to get rid of your plans, take on His. Yeah. That yeah. is good advice. Yep.